Welcome to Conversate, our podcast where we engage in conversation. On this week's episode, I, Aaron Gerke, and Kevin Bender are engaging in a conversation about God's presence. There's this phrase in the book of Ezra, the hand of God was upon him. Yeah, the hand of God is upon Ezra and the hand of God is upon you, watching over you, directing your life, and giving you all the gifts and his presence. So this is a, a, a conversation to remind you of that reality in your life, and we hope that you are encouraged by it. We really hope that you enjoy it. Kevin. Aaron. Hey. Hey, man been a couple of weeks since you and I have conversated officially on record. That's right. Yeah, I caught uh, last week's episode. I uh, I really appreciated your interview of Joe. Yeah. Uh, Badass for and, and what he had to share in terms of his uh, uh, experiences. I was actually it was really cool. Was, yeah, he's yeah. such a such a cool guy. It's so uh, so humble about his experiences too. So mm-hmm. I mean, past and present. Yeah, he's. I mean. He only scratched, he scratched the surface uh, in, in, that, uh, in that conversation, you know, of what a lot of that experience was like, you know, mm-hmm. and you can, you can use your imagination, but yeah, they had some, I mean, he, he alluded to the fact that his last appointment was, was pretty rough, and it was, right. it was, you know. Um, so. And also just interesting, right, to, to, you know, everybody's got their own unique kind of experience uh, in terms of like their walk of faith, yeah. you know, and like. The ways in which uh, God has been present, you know, like in their life, uh, which we're not always great at, I think, tracing as life is unfolding. Right. You know, at least I know in my own experience, so much of, um, um, you know, God's presence in my life is, it's a lot of like looking back. Yeah. Right? Well, for sure. You know, you kind of journey away and yeah. Yeah, but when you're, when you're in the thick of it on, on a day-to-day basis, you're just like, I don't know, that was another day, I guess. Yeah. You know, but. Exactly. Certainly, when we look back and we reflect, we go, whoa, mm. God, you've had your hand in my life. Especially, especially, uh, especially in, those, in those moments. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to transition this quickly. Mm. So, but especially in those moments of like, uh, oh, I don't know, like those childhood moments where you, you have any of those experiences where you're like, I should have died. Oh, that, yeah. Like doing that, that dumb thing that I was doing with my brother or my friend. Like, or at least lost an eye. Yeah, I don't know. To me, the yeah. fact that I have two eyes still to this day is the is a you know defense that there are guardian angels. They yeah. do exist. So quick story: it, yeah. when I was growing up, <clears throat> so this is this is like a a railing. I don't know what you would call this mm-hmm. half wall type deal. Yeah. But in my house, in my this this is only one story. <laughs> but in my house growing up, we had uh, with the stairs went from the main floor to the upper floor. And there was a wall like this around the stairs once you got to the top. Okay. Does that make sense? So a lot of times when there's a stairwell, it's like walls all the way around the stairs. Right. But this had a half wall around the, around the stairs at so the like top. So you kind of like look down and see. Over the stairs, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, and this was what was up on the top. And it would go, it walked along the stairs and then to the wall, like over the, the steep part. Anyways, I had a... My, my buddy growing up, Danny, he would come over to my house and we would do ridiculous things. We must have been four or five years old. I think the Olympics were probably on. And we had the idea, like, we should probably see if we can walk along this stairwell thing. Oh, man. So, so we would. We would 
we would walk, you know, from one end all the way to the other end. And then that wasn't challenging enough. We're like, well, we should probably see if we can do it with our eyes closed. So we did, and there was no problem. And they were like, well, I wonder if we can, like, hang on it, like, into the stairwell, and, like, uh-huh. like shimmy our whole way across. And we kept trying to do that. And this is just funny, but uh, our hands kept slipping. So I think we must have been watching, like, the Olympics or something. And I was like, we, we need chalk. You know, they like, yeah, yeah. dry our hands. So I went down to, like, our, we had a, a junk drawer where we kept stuff. And, of course. And I think I found some chalk, and like we were like drawing our hands with chalk. Well, long story short, nobody died, nobody got hurt, everything was fine. But looking back on it, I'm like, how did we not fall? And then I'm like, where were my parents? Yeah, you know? like, I don't know. I'm just kidding. Man, well, you were more, much more daring than me, I would say, at four and five uh, years old. In my mind, when you started the story, I was thinking you were like, okay, he's probably, you know, like a middle school, a teenager, I don't know. Nope. Nope. From a young age. I guess so. Yeah. Daredevil. That is crazy. Yeah, I, I didn't come away quite unscathed uh, in my uh, dumb idea yeah. histories. Uh, you can ask me anytime you want, listeners, but I have I have six broken arm stories. That's right. So, <laughs> do you want to hear any of those six stories? Just... You only have two arms, but they've been broken six times. <laughs> yeah, equally too, you know, equal distribution. Uh, three. So, yeah. Two it was... for the Father, two for the Son, two for the Spirit. That's right, baby. <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of insurance uh, stuff I don't want to know about yeah. from my parents. Oh, man. But there's, I mean, honestly, like, so those are, this, you know, all joking aside, but mm. there's plenty of those experiences in life. Yeah. Uh, you know, where, where you can see God's, God's presence at work in your life. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and not just protection. Sometimes it's people, like networking, you know, connections. Oh. You actually mentioned a story like that last week. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, but, but so I think you got stories of protection and safety. You got stories of kind of people and networking. And, you know, uh, it's like, wow, this is completely crazy that right now we're in the same place right now, yeah. you know? Um, and, and uh, yeah, all these different ways that God is, is moving and yeah. working and, uh, well, restoring there you, you go. might say yeah so you uh you you preached uh this last week mm-hmm. um on ezra chapter seven and eight where we finally get to meet ezra yeah the namesake right? i mean we've we've gone six chapter six out of ten chapters uh without even knowing who ezra is right right so can you just maybe just briefly recap in case we didn't uh, these folks have in case we haven't heard the sermon or just to hear it again you know who is who is Ezra, and when is he coming on the scene, and for what, what purpose? I don't know. Totally, yeah. So uh, we've been uh, tracking with the Israelites coming out of exile. That's the book of Ezra, right? right? So chapter 1 is the proclamation of Cyrus, who says, yeah, yeah go home, yeah. dudes. And then we tracked with Zerubbabel, yeah. right? Uh, he was with the first wave of those Israelites returning. That was, what, 539? Yep. Okay. So they go. Their mission is restore the temple. They do that. Yep. Both the altar, we're, we're good on that. That all happened. The dedication, I think, was 516 yep. uh, B.C. So now, this is 60 years after that. Um, so, you know, only really the youngest of that first wave would still be in Jerusalem. Uh, when all of a sudden the story picks up, and this is kind of interesting in the books of Ezra and Nehemiah, there's, it's kind of split up into three segments, yeah. which is kind of how we're tracking right. through these stories. And each time it starts with a proclamation. Yeah. From, from a Persian king. From a Persian king, yep. There you go. So we had Cyrus, and now we got Artaxerxes. Yeah. So we're in, um, let's see, that was, we're in 458 B.C. Uh, with Artaxerxes and this uh, second wave kind of commissioning where he says, hey, you know, uh, 
head back to Jerusalem. I hear they need some spiritual support. Yeah. Okay. The temple's there. The altar's there. They got sacrifices and such. But um, I don't think we look too closely at this. But there were not very many uh, like priests and Levites that went back oh, yeah. uh, in that first wave. I mean, it's like the <clears throat> smallest of the when it lists the peoples. <laughs> That's the lowest number. So now, um, yeah, they're they're in short supply of. Uh, the priests and Levites would be those who would work in the church, right? They would be the, the teachers of the law. They went back to build the building, but didn't know how to. <laughs> yeah, we got it up. Be church. Yeah. yeah who's going to talk? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> we got. You know what, Aaron? If uh, you know, if this was the the temple, uh-huh. there would be some people in here who could talk. Of course. I feel yes, like you know, yes, yes, in our in this congregation. But we're 60 years later, and they ran, those people are gone. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, so so Ezra is going to be this guy. Uh, and he is actually, he's called the scribe, yeah. which is the first time in the entire Old Testament that this term comes up. Is that right? Mm-hmm. So he is, uh, uh, he is actually seen as like the founder of uh, the scribes like in Jesus' day. Yeah. They trace their lineage back to this guy, huh. Ezra. Yeah. And he wouldn't have been the first because um, back in the book of Kings, like Hezekiah, yeah. In his reign, they kind of, uh, uh, there was like this, hey, we really got to get back to the word. Yeah. We've been really, <laughs> it's been bad. Yeah. And then his, Hezekiah's grandson, I think, is Josiah, yeah. who finds a scroll that they've been missing and yeah. has these reforms. So um, anyways, Ezra, he falls into that lineage of people and in terms of his profession, which is scribe. Right. Um, so he's like a, a scroll keeper. You know, he, he would copy manuscripts um, for the Bible, which yeah. is all kind of interesting and um, Those are like people who they're like uh, they're like the Xerox machines. <laughs> yeah, right? the ancient world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. which is crazy. Yeah. Just a little side note for you listeners: uh, the Bible uh, has the most, in terms of like manuscripts, it is the most historically reliable work uh, out there. Right. By extreme lengths. Yeah. Like for sure. I think uh, the second runner-up has like 120 manuscripts, yeah. and the Bible has like several thousands, thousands maybe yeah. tens of thousands. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yeah, funny that the Bible is so reliable. Who knew? Right, right, right. right. <laughs> All right, so sorry. I'm getting a lot <laughs> in the weeds here. <laughs> Temples built. Ezra, go teach the people. All right? yeah. That's what Artaxerxes. And he, he also loads them up with some goodies. <clears throat> so gold and silver resources yep. uh, for, for the, everybody back home. And he, and he also, this is interesting. I hadn't thought of this until right now. But <laughs> uh, Artaxerxes basically tells Ezra to kind of be a discipler. He says, when you go back, also raise up judges and magistrates and people who can help um, apply the law of Moses. There you go. Yeah. There you go. So Ezra's going to go back and, and raise up more leaders. Yeah. Which is, you know, I think it's, it's uh, it, an important thing for us to see what's happening here is that um, without the instruction of the Word of God into people's lives like with intentionality people will will naturally fall to uh listen to other things and be taught by other voices Mm -hmm. in the world um and i i think that's what we're seeing right so the exiles come back from exile with all that intentionality to rebuild the temple to reestablish the sacrifices and they're, they're doing a pretty good job of that. But again, you think 60, 60 years until Ezra's time. Like, you can imagine those first people who got back were super mm. excited. Like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to do it. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna do what, what God wants us to do. Yeah. But then 
you can imagine that after a while they just sort of settle in you know they get in their comfort zone uh-huh, uh-huh. and people just sort of start like i don't know just living and being numb to whatever's happening in the world it would not be the first time that <clears throat> happened right <laughs> not at all i mean i did it today i think you know like yeah, sure sure i don't know you just uh without the intentionality of like uh, wanting to know God's word, experiencing God, learning his word, like right. without it, without, without having intentionality to do that, you'll just, just, I don't know, you just get lost in it all. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and we're not always that um, kind of aware that we're losing our touch either, right? I don't think so. It's yeah. kind of like a slow fade and like, you know, it's like, I don't know. It's like our spiritual, it's like our spirituality, our soul is like a little groggy, uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That actually recalls um, for me the uh, book we did last fall, Spiritually Vibrant Household. Oh, yeah. yeah. One of the chapters, he talks about uh, every household needs uh, an initiator. Oh, really? And he says that you don't have, it's not like the initiator has to be, you know, the biblical scholar of the family. He actually says that uh, they see an uptick in the vibrancy of, of spirituality in homes that have kids. Yeah. Not because the kids, obviously, are the ones that know it, but they are the initiators. Yeah, they ask the questions. Exactly. Right? Yeah. They ask yep. the big questions, for sure. So, yeah, so Ezra is that for, for the people. He is going to be this initiator, you know, yeah. this guy who's sent back with a purpose, yeah. really, to cast the purpose and the vision for everybody else that's already there right. as to why we're here, you know, right. uh, who is here, you know, right. who we're here to, to worship. And uh, uh, <clears throat> one thing that's struck me and you know uh, uh i think came through in the sermon a bit uh was kind of what got us started here this is why you had to slow me down you're like i'm not transitioning yet because <laughs> you, you even had the phrase um hand of god yeah. god's hand yeah and in ezra in these two chapters seven and eight you read this same sentence uh five times over hmm. that says uh, and the hand of god was upon him upon ezra ezra yeah. well it, not only ezra so it talks about how um, the king loads him up with all these goodies yeah. and, and gives him permission to go back and it says, because the hand of, of God was upon Ezra. And they give him safe passage because the hand of God was upon Ezra. But it also says that um, uh, that the hand of God was upon Artaxerxes. Yeah. So just like Cyrus, right? Yeah. I think there the language was stirred up, um, uh, which was actually like the, the verb for like waking up or yeah. aroused. So God stirred up Cyrus's spirit. Uh, but here again, the hand of God, the is, hand there. Of God is upon uh, Artaxerxes. <laughs> And so we see God's presence. Um, you know, Ezra is going back to the people to, to, to basically herald, you know, God's presence, to say, hey, everyone, like, let me tell you about God. Yeah. You know, that's what he's a, a, um, skilled in the Torah. He's skilled in the law of Moses, right. which isn't just a bunch of laws, right? right? That's uh, Genesis, right. Exodus, right? These narrative sections of Scripture that right. have um, just tons of stories of God's activity, yeah. you know, in history. Right. And so that's what Ezra's going back to proclaim. But then even on his journey back, he's experiencing God's presence, Yeah. which is, I don't know, meta, dude. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, if you think about it too, I mean, this is what, what you and I do for a, for a job, you know, really on a weekly basis. Like our, I mean, our responsibility as pastors is to be kind of God, God's spokespeople, speak and apply God's word, His unending word, to to people, so that so that th- their their lives can be oriented to His word and not mm. just the word of of the world. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so we do this, but this is actually the responsibility of, of all Christian people, right? To be, to be proclaimers of these, uh, these truths of God's presence and activity in the world throughout history mm. and even in, even in our daily life. So, I mean, we use the word um, witness. Mm-hmm. We talk about like being witnesses. Yeah. Uh, sometimes we even talk about uh, uh, giving your testimony or, or testifying. Yep. I mean, these are all... These are all words about like, I mean, what is, a, what is a witness? Like, I mean, I think of like a courtroom scene. I think of it with testify too. Sure. Like yeah. these are all like courtroom things. Like if I'm called to witness, I'm called to go sit in that seat and just tell what I saw. Right, right, right. <laughs> what did I see? What did I experience? What, according to my perspective, what happened? Yeah. Right. And so that's that's what it means to to be a witness of the gospel in the world like you don't have to be a biblical scholar no you don't have to be you don't you don't have to have all the answers you don't have to be able to pronounce all these names in the book of Ezra like, <laughs> hopefully not <laughs> yeah otherwise we're all doomed right but uh but really just to to talk about you know how how is God's hand upon you? You know, I tell a story about like when I'm 4 and I didn't fall off off the stairs, right? Yeah. And you might just say Okay, I don't, you know, can I say God's hand was upon me? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right? Um, and, and all the time, not just, not just when good things happen. Right. right. That's what we need to remember too, that God's, right. hand, is upon, God's hand is upon the people of Israel, hmm. even while their city is crumbling and falling and being destroyed That's right. by God allowing that to happen. God, God still is watching over the people of Israel, and he's still with them. Like, and speaking I mean, to them too, right? Yeah. Through, through guys like Isaiah or Jeremiah, yeah. right? Yeah. Even when stuff's not good. <laughs> yeah, not, not leaving them, forsaking them. Yep. Um, so, so all those, all those re- realities are true, this, but this presence of God and his hand being upon us, uh, yeah. I mean, that is a, that's a hope-filled word. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it is. I hope, hope it is for those, those of you who are listening as well. Yeah, yeah and part of, my, so part of my goal, too, in this, in this sermon, and, and actually as we talk about the idea of a witness, yeah. is um, uh, not, well, I, the courtroom, yes, like we want to get to the place where we are testifying yeah. and sharing, right? Like yeah. sharing our witness. Um, but I even, you know, want people to kind of, well, I think we have to, as a first step, um, do the first half of being a witness, right? Which, like my mind goes to not so much the courtroom, but the actual crime scene. Yeah, you know they're okay. rounding up people like, whoa, something just happened here. Like you were here, what 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 went on, okay. right? And you ask seven different people what went on. Yeah, probably gonna get seven different stories, yeah. right? Right. Um, but you know, my question kind of is, or my uh, maybe my push is, you know, are you are we seeing God's hand, you know, in our lives? Hmm. Like, are we taking time to to just like slow down and recognize me because I think life happens so fast you know I'm not always all that like um, reflective I'm you know it's just like you just push 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 and then uh, God sometimes kind of like you know cuts in steps in and something big happens and it's like whoa oh man I didn't realize like all this other stuff was like leading up to this you know Um, but yeah to uh, you know to be able to tell uh, God's impact and influence in our lives but that will also require us to pay attention, yeah. you know, to his, to his impact. And I'm curious, like, do you have, I don't know, do, are there any, like, any tips that you would have or ways that, I don't know, when you think of seeing God at work, yeah. right? Like, what comes, what comes to mind for you? Or how do, how do you see God at work in the world? Well, I mean, 
I think about this a lot. I mean, you, you mentioned like children are initiators ah, of a lot. And so yeah. in my, in my life right now, I mean, I mean, I can share countless stories of how I see it happening, uh, through the, through the ministry of the church and the way that yeah. people of this church are reaching new people who didn't know Jesus and they're coming to know Jesus. Like, yeah. I mean, I could tell, uh, I could tell a number of stories off of that. So, I mean, my, my mind's going all over the place. <laughs> sure. Um, but I just think about it at, at home too. And like my kids ask questions and they, they do. Um, some are, some are kind of silly questions, but some are very serious questions. Hmm. And, and, I, and I believe that in every one of those questions that I'm responding to, eventually there is a, there is a gospel application or a God's word application uh, to these things yeah. too. So as a, as a parent to think about how to, how to take it like one step after the, after the other. So even if there's a question about like, Oh, I don't know. My kids were doing an art project yesterday, right? They, I don't know. My, my wife got this cool paper that they can, I don't even know how it worked. I wasn't there, but they put stuff on the paper out in the sun and then the sun like changes the paper colors based on the designs that they have and all that kind of stuff. So I, I get home and my kids are showing me their, their, the projects that they made and, and how excited they are. Um, and now I'm, I'm going to make a statement that I should have said more in this situation. So I said, I, basically all I said was, wow, that's really cool, you know? <laughs> sure, yeah. <clears throat> uh, I could have also said, wow, that's really cool. It's amazing to see uh, God's beauty, you know, being demonstrated, you know, through this. Like, you guys are artists. Isn't God, like, a, a great artist that gave uh, you the ability to, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. And, and I didn't do that last night, probably because we were trying to rush around, you know, and, like, get dinner and get food and get to bed. And, like, and so that's that kind of getting just lost in it all. So to slow down and just be like, no, God, like, God is present here, and here's a teachable moment just to, mm. just to point, just to point to God. Like, that's all I could, that I, that's all I would need to say. Like, yeah, I mean, not to diminish your artwork, children, right? Your yeah, artwork right, is awesome. Right. Like, <laughs> not like, oh, it's nothing compared to God's artwork. Yeah. <laughs> that's not what I would never say that to my kids. Yeah, yeah. But right. you know what I mean? Like, to just uh, take whatever we're doing and point it, point, point out God's presence also in the world. Yeah. So there are all those opportunities all of the time. If you, if you just stop and look at it, mm. all of the time. Yeah. All of the time. Right. Well, and that... I mean, I mean, like, my car's broken down right now. Uh, I, I contacted a friend, you know, he's going to come and, and help me out, and the timing is great, and he's going to come and stop by. Like, all, all those little, like, and I, and I could just go, wow, I have a good friend who's going to come and stop by and take a look, but it's also like, wow, but God has also provided me with a friend who's willing to take time out of his day to stop by and just be like, God, thank you, you know, and to tell him then, you know, thank you. This is a true gift of, from God, you know, to me. Like, yes. so in, in all of that, it's just, yeah. Yeah, and that's the, exactly, that is the level that I want people to understand that that's the level that God is working on. Yeah. It's not, he's not working on the level of like, yeah, once in my, you know, 50 years, I had this one time where like it was kind of a neat spiritual experience. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, it is as simple as like I was going to say, when I look out and see the wind blow in the trees, yeah. I think of that. It was last summer, outdoor service, and it was super windy. My stand was falling over and stuff. And you made yeah. this like just this quick comment reminder about yeah. the word for wind. Yeah. You know, which in Hebrew is ruach. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. is just fun to say. Yeah. 
But it, it, uh, that's the same word for God's spirit, yeah. right? So his spirit is as present as the wind. And up here we get a lot of wind, yeah. you know? Want to hear a funny story? Yeah, sure. When I, was, when I was in the seminary, which was a lot longer ago than when you were there, and I had a preaching class, um, we, so we were learning how to write sermons. I think it was maybe the very first preaching class, maybe the second one. And in class, we had to write a funeral sermon. Mm-hmm. And the professor was like, your goal is to bring comfort to people. <clears throat> I mean, I was, so I was sitting outside my apartment with my computer trying to just experience God's presence. And there was a squirrel just hopping around on the ground. And I must have had this spiritual experience where I was like, yes, it's like God sending a squirrel to you. And I'm like, so I started typing all this stuff. And I'm like, I come back to read it. I didn't turn it in because I was reading it. And I'm like, squirrel, Aaron? Like, <laughs> you're going to talk about a squirrel in a funeral service? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, but I still think about that squirrel. Hey, there day. you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that means has anything to do with anything we're talking about, but well, it got no, me you know what? Actually, it does bring up it does bring up um, you know kind of a good balancing. So, so this everything we do in faith is a balance, right? And we never want to lean too heavy on a on a leg, right? Yeah. So, when we're talking also about God's presence, like, okay, you can you can find him really everywhere yeah. if you try hard enough, you know, like we're not, not trying to suggest that you need to, you know, especially don't think that if some weird coincidence happens, it must be God speaking directly about what I should do, uh, yeah, right? Yeah, like, yeah. oh my, you know, my car is locked this morning. I shouldn't go to work. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Left the keys inside. Whoop, yep. That's, yeah, God, God is speaking God, to me. Yeah, like, yeah. no, 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 no. And this is why Ezra is important yeah. in the role. Because we know God speaks most clearly in His Word. His Word, yeah. Like, you want to know how I'm speaking directly to you? That's where you're going to find it. Yeah, right? exactly. So everything, every, every place we see God, every thought we have about God, like, yeah. we're always wanting, wanting to test it back against God, yes. that authoritative Word, that yeah. clear Word uh, uh, in Scripture. Yeah. Um, but don't let that also, you know, God is bigger than the Bible. Yeah. You know, we call that the Word of God. We also call Jesus the Word of God, yeah. you know, yeah. and he's not a printed page. He's yeah. a guy. He's yeah. a man, yeah. <laughs> and he's out, uh, uh, you know, doing his thing, working on hearts, and yeah. and 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 this is where I really believe he is, uh, like like you would say, with people in your life, they're not just random friends you have. Yeah. God has actually placed you in the network of people that he's placed you, yeah. so that you can influence them with the hand of God. Yeah, you know, and yeah. so that you can be influenced by the hand of God. I would say, for sure. For sure. So there's a real, like, I think that's a great, great place to kind of wrap this up, is just taking us back to the importance of the scriptures. And what a great gift it is that God has given us uh, his word, right? So the, the word of God as recorded in the scriptures is there for us uh, to, to teach us about who God is and who we are, what he has done all throughout history, and what he plans to do in the future. So, um, so, like, if you want to know who God is, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta read the Bible. If you want to know who you are in God's image, you gotta read the Bible. And the more that you engage with Him in His Word, the more that you will be attuned to see His activity in all of those mm. other places, too, um, in a, in a in a true and powerful way. So, yeah, we gotta be people 
as some people say, people of the book. That's you know? right. Yeah. yeah. So That's a good one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> awesome. Well, uh, Kevin, you know, thank you for the thank you for the good word. Thanks for preaching on Sunday. Thanks for your partnership in the gospel. And those of you listening, uh, again, as always, we pray that this was uh, insightful, impactful. Uh, we want to model to you how to have uh, spiritual conversations. So um, sometimes ours go. You know, sometimes they go way too deep, uh, and sometimes they're maybe surface level. We're squirrel, talking about squirrels, squirrel and, level. Yeah. You know, walking on uh, walking on the ledge of stairs. So, uh, but that's that's what that's what uh, Christian people do. So have those spiritual conversations with with people in your life, uh, and be looking for God's hand uh, in your life. You know, reflect back, take take time at the end of a day, and just pause and rest and go. God, God, where were you active in my life today? You know, and just kind of walk through it, and you'll you'll notice, you'll notice uh, His activity. So, um, awesome! Again, thank you for being with us. We really hope you enjoy it. See you next time. Bye. Peace. <laughs> Out of here. <laughs> That's a wrap. And. <laughs> <laughs>